Her Communication with Dr. Feckenham by Lady Jane Grey. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The communication had between Lady Jane Grey and Dr. Feckenham, Abbot of Westminster. Feckenham. Madam, I lament your heavy case, and yet I doubt not but that you bear this sorrow of yours with a constant and patient mind. Jane, you are welcome unto me, sir, if your coming be to give Christian exhortation, and as for my heavy case, I thank God I do so little lament it, that, rather, I account the same for a more manifest declaration of God's favour towards me than ever he showed me at any time before and therefore there is no cause why either you or others who bear me good will should lament or be grieved with my case being a thing so profitable for my soul's health feckenham i am here come to you at this present sent from the queen and her council to instruct you in the true doctrine of the right faith although i have so great confidence in you that i shall have i trust little need to travail with you much therein jane I heartily thank the Queen's Highness, who is not unmindful of her humble subject, and I hope likewise that you, no less, will do your duty therein, both truly and faithfully, according to that you were sent for. Feckenham. What is then required of a Christian? Jane. That he should believe in God the Father, in God the Son, and in God the Holy Ghost, three persons, one God. Feckenham. Is there nothing else to be required or looked for in a Christian but to believe in him? Jane. Yes, we must also love him with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind, and our neighbour as ourself. Feckenham. Why, then faith only justifies not or saves not? Jane. Yes, verily, faith, as Paul saith, only justifieth. Feckenham. Why, St. Paul saith, if I have all faith without love, it is nothing. Jane, true it is, for how can I love him whom I trust not, or how can I trust him whom I love not? Faith and love go both together, and that love is comprehended in faith. Feckenham, how shall we love our neighbour? Jane, to love our neighbour is to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, and give drink to the thirsty, and to do to him as we would be done to. Feckenham, why, then, it is necessary unto salvation to do good works also, it is not sufficient only to believe. Jane, I deny that, and I affirm that faith only saveth, but it is meet for a Christian to do good works, in token that he follows the steps of his master, Christ. Yet may we not say that they profit to our salvation, for when we have done all, we are unprofitable servants, and faith only in Christ's blood saves us. Fakenham, how many sacraments are there? Jane, two the one the sacrament of baptism and the other the sacrament of the lord's supper feckenham no there are seven jane by what scripture find you that feckenham well we will talk of that hereafter but what is the signification of your two sacraments jane by the sacrament of baptism i am washed with water and regenerated by the spirit and that washing is a token to me that i am the child of god the sacrament of the lord's supper offered unto me is a sure seal and testimony that i am by the blood of christ which he shed for me on the cross made partaker of the everlasting kingdom feckenham why what do you receive in that sacrament do you not receive the very body and blood of christ jane no surely i do not so believe 
I think that, at the supper, I neither receive flesh nor blood, but only bread and wine, which bread, when it is broken, and the wine, when it is drunken, puts me in mind how that for my sins the body of Christ was broken, and his blood shed on the cross, and with that bread and wine I receive the benefits that come by the breaking of his body and shedding of his blood on the cross for my sins. Feckenham. Why does not Christ speak these words? Take, eat, this is my body. Require you plainer words? Does he not say it is his body? Jane. I grant he saith so, and so he saith I am the vine, I am the door, but he is never the more for that a door, nor a vine. Does not St. Paul say, He calleth those things that are not, as though they were? Romans 4. God forbid that I should say that I eat the very natural body and blood of Christ, for then either I should pluck away my redemption, or else there were two bodies, or two Christs, or twelve bodies, when his disciples did eat his body, and it suffered not till the next day. So finally one body was tormented on the cross, and if they did eat another body, then had he two bodies, or if this body were eaten, then it was not broken upon the cross, or if it were broken upon the cross, it was not eaten of his disciples. Feckenham. Why is it not as possible that Christ by his power could make his body both to be eaten and broken, as to be born of a virgin, as to walk upon the sea, having a body, and other such-like miracles as he wrought by his power only. Jane. Yes, verily, if God would have done so at his supper, any miracle he might have done so, but I say that he minded to work no miracle but only to break his body and to shed his blood on the cross for our sins. But I pray you answer me to this one question, where was Christ when he said, Take, eat, this is my body? Was he not at the table when he said so? Was he at that time alive? and suffered not till the next day? What took he but bread? What break he but bread? And what gave he but bread? Yea, what he took, that he break, and look what he break, he gave. Yea, and what he gave he did eat, and yet all this while he himself was alive, and at supper before his disciples, or else they were deceived. Fackenham, you ground your faith upon such authors as say and unsay, both with a breath, and not upon the church, to whom you ought to give credit. Jane, no, I ground my faith upon God's word, and not upon the church, for if the church be a good church, the faith of the church must be tried by God's word, and not God's word by the church, nor yet my faith. Shall I believe the church because of antiquity, or shall I give credit to the church that takes away from me the one half of the Lord's Supper, and will suffer no layman to receive it in both kinds? But surely I think if they deny it us, then deny they to us part of our salvation, and I say that it is an evil church, and not the spouse of Christ, but the spouse of the devil, that alters the Lord's Supper, and both takes from it and adds to it. To that church, I say, God will add plagues, and from that church will he take their part out of the book of life. Do they learn that of St. Paul when he ministered to the Corinthians in both kinds? Shall I believe this church? God forbid. Feckenham, that was done for a good intent of the church to avoid a heresy that sprung upon it. Jane, why shall the church alter God's will and ordinance for good intent? How did King Saul, the Lord God forbid? To this M. Feckenham gave me a long, tedious, yet eloquent reply, using many strong and logical persuasions to compel me to lean to their church, but my faith had armed my resolution to withstand any assault that words could then use against me. Of many other articles of religion we reasoned, but these formally rehearsed were the chief and most effectual. Jane Dudley. After this, Feckenham took his leave, saying that he was sorry for her, 
for I am sure, quoth he, that we two shall never meet. True it is, said the Lady Jane, that we shall never meet, except God turn your heart, for I am assured, unless you repent and turn to God, you are in an evil case, and I pray God in the bowels of his mercy to send you his Holy Spirit, for he hath given you his great gift of utterance, if it pleased him also to open the eyes of your heart. End of Her Communication with Dr. Feckenham by Lady Jane Grey